Welcome to the Eight Weeks to Chat podcast, where we take you from the lowest of lows and bring you to the highest of highs. I am your host, Nick, and I'm here with my esteemed partner, Joe. Let's crack right into it. Okay, we're back at it. This is episode five of the Eight Weeks to Chad podcast. We have a very special episode. I guess this might be part one because we got a pretty long topic. The topic is Joe doesn't. Joe's never actually heard of this. You've never read nah. Hartiste. Nah. Hartiste. Nah. It was legendary, legendary. Yeah, you would right. love it, man. Like it went into a crazy direction at the end, but <laughs> that's okay. The topic today is the Sixteen Commandments of Poon. If you don't know. Uh, Hartiste was a very, very red-pilled blog, probably in the early 2010s, I would say. Yeah. I want to say the author was like out of Chicago or an East Coast city. They had a very Chicago slash East Coast vibe to them, very serious vibe, um, but just absolutely savage sort of writing. And they put out something called the 16 Commandments of Poon, basically how you can best navigate the, well, you can't look at them, Joe, because I'm going to, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to go over these, and I just want you to tell me if you agree or disagree. You know, we don't have to agree with all of them. I think some of them are pretty good, but maybe some of them could be interpreted or improved upon. So we'll just go through it. Uh, let's see, number one. So I'll, I'll read these off. You digest it and just tell me what you think. Number one is, never say I love you first. Quote, women want to feel like they have to overcome obstacles to win a man's heart. They crave the challenge of capturing her attention, or, or of capturing the interest of a man who has other women competing for his attention, and eventually prevailing over his grudging reluctance to award his commitment exclusively. Okay, Hartis writes in this really verse way, so I'm not going to go through all of this, but basically he's saying, never say I love you first. The man who gives away his emotional world too easily robs women of the satisfaction of earning his love yeah yeah so let's see uh basically get her to say i love you first inspire her to take the love leap for you and she'll return the favor a thousand fold so what say you yeah you don't want to be saying i love you first you don't really want to be saying i love you like if you're dating it just kills it it's just obvious i think a lot of guys do right i think they make a big mistake with that but yeah See, I don't, I don't actually agree with this one fully. I think I think if you can tell that the girl is extremely in love with you, yeah. that you you can coach her into saying it first, and you might be able to, like, if she's very, very reluctant to say it, you can say it first. But I think this is one of those situations where, like, yeah, the, the gist of it's right. Yeah, that's you don't, what I mean. The premise you, is right. The but. premise is right. You don't want to give, give her everything too easily. Yeah. But on the other hand, as a man, you have to be leading... Yeah. You can't be so reactive that you're, like, waiting for her to say I love you, and then that's whenever you tell her you love her or something like that. Um, yeah, and, you, you know... You've, like, been with each other for, like, seven months, eight yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. And you're blatantly in love with each other. Yeah. You've got to calibrate it. You've got to know definitely. what that means, right? And you've got to have experience of having... I mean, you're going to fuck it up, because if guys are actually worried about that, that means they're probably chasing women. So that's kind of advice for a guy that's... You know, he's not really had much choice, so... 
Yeah, and I would say just because a, also just because a woman says I love you, you don't have to tell her I love you back. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you. mean, <laughs> thank you. I know. I often I usually say love I know. Too. I know. Yeah, like you know, like get in line, something like that. Yeah. Um, so you can you can you don't have to say I love you back. Um, and also, if you if you are really feeling it, you can say I love you first as a way to coach her to get her to say it. Like again, you're taking the lead. Um, I mean, you're the kind of dominant leader in the relationship, so it would be natural that you would kind of, um, if you feel it's appropriate, lead it into a deeper direction. So, yeah. I would say, yeah, again, that the, the gist of it is right. You don't want to, like, you know, be so emotional and, you know, give her all your emotions and all of your interests easily. But on the other hand, you don't want to be too dogmatic about that one. Yeah. Got it. Okay, number two. Number two is make her jealous. Flirt, yeah. flirt. Well, let me read it. Flirt with other women in front of her. Yeah. I don't know about that. Dissuade other women. Don't do not dissuade other women from flirting with you. Women will never admit to this, but jealousy excites them. The thought of you turning on another woman will arouse her sexually, etc., etc., etc. What do you What do you think? So there's a couple of things here. Um, guys that are listening to this may be doing day game, and it's kind of hard to like create a jealousy plotline during day game. That's probably could make you know approach a girl and then go and speak to another girl but what you'll find if you go out at night and you go to a club you'll create this you'll create women um if you speak to a lot of women they'll naturally become more attracted to you because more more women that are interested in you more women are interested in you so it has this upward spiral but what you kind of want to do i i I don't think you should be making, there should be no jealousy in a relationship at all. A relationship, there should be no, no, no jealousy. Like, just leave it because you're gonna play tit for tat. And if you're not gonna be honest with each other, you, you don't have a relationship. It's just some weird shit going on. And you're gonna be living in fear and she'll just fuck some other dude if she doesn't trust you. But saying that, if you're meeting girls in clubs, the most effective thing you can do is create that classic jealousy plotline. And it isn't a technique, it's literally you just you just have some kind of rapport, and but then she realizes you have other options, and she feels like she could lose you. That is maybe the most powerful attraction. That that seals the deal. That's a, that's a, just the most classic technique I've ever used, really. Okay. So I, mean, I'd, I would I would have this very friend to friend relationship, but then as soon as I'm, as soon as I start to see that it's friendly, that's when I start escalating. But that's when I do a takeaway. That's when I speak to other girls. And it all has this it has this really powerful effect. Gotcha. See, I'm pretty bad at like making girls jealous. And there's so many little ways you can do it. Just literally just speak to another girl. It would. But it has to be it has to be contrasted. So it can't just be like you just speak to loads of girls straight away. You have to have something built up. There has to be something in the emotional bank account that she could lose because she's like Yeah, obviously. But but you don't do it in a way that it's a technique. Like you say you speak to a group of girls. And there'll be like four or five girls that are kind of average looking. The hot girl will be like, okay, any second now he's gonna hit on me. You just don't hit on her. You speak to a lot of women and you just you just create that aura of he could get any girl, why isn't he trying? And it's it's kind of I mean it's advanced thinking, but it's been it's worked very well for me over the years because it's always I've always had that the hotter one kind of step forward. And then you start looking for the signs, she becomes very quiet, she becomes very attentive. Um, so jealousy I think is if you look at things that way, all you're doing is like, like you're showing up as you, you're, you're demonstrating a lot of value, you're not overcoming to any one girl, 
you don't isolate in nightclubs as well. Don't do this in nightclubs. Don't isolate because it will trigger all of our friends to come, come and get our friend. You, you play the aloof social guy that has high value that women then meet you halfway. And it's only through real, like, good old jealousy that will bring that out in her. And then you can pick. That's where you, you meet women halfway. You don't go around, like, my philosophy on, on, on pick-up in, um, in nightclubs is completely different. But it's much more effective if you become that guy that women are just like, why is he so... He must have a girlfriend. I'm going to find out. And you start having women flirt with you. That's where you get you create that vacuum. You have women gotcha. chase you. Yeah. It, it's not easy, and it, and it takes time, and you have to have a lot of faith in what I'm saying. But yeah, that's that's one yeah, big, I, that's I, a big, it's a big thing that disinterest and disqualification is a huge thing. Yeah. And then I would say, like in terms of like girls are dating and in relationships, like there's a lot of things you can do. I know you said you shouldn't have any rela- jealousy in a relationship, but you know if it's a girl you've only seen a few times. I mean, I just put out a video of like little, uh, what, like, uh, I don't know, well, little things you can do, like something I'll do. I'm a pretty clean person, right? So yeah. I, I change my bed sheets fairly often. So almost any time a girl comes over, there's bed sheets hanging up to dry, and uh, yeah. or just like little things like. Uh, so she's like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Or uh, a girl's hair tie that's like hanging on the, the bedpost of my bed. Yeah. Little things like that. Or like, you know, a spare hair in the bathroom that I intentionally leave there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just little little things like that. Um, you know, like on uh, using pre-selection in Instagram stories, things like that is a huge thing. Uh, yeah, if you're seeding it, like I think you're going into that interaction and there's, there's, no, there's no sudden jealousy. Like you're, she knows the type of guy she's getting. Mm-hmm. It's not out of character. Yeah. If you suddenly do something, that's gonna fucking spaz her out. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you like, don't do that for like a couple of weeks, and then suddenly there's a fucking hair tie in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, of that's, course. That's not gonna work. But like you said, if you're seeding it and then she knows the deal she's getting yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of frame it a bit. Yeah, it's that's completely um, different. Same with threesomes. Like you can't suddenly. Yeah, of course. Decide, oh, like, let's have a threesome three months into your relationship. If you yeah. do it within the first like hour of meeting her, then that's the type of deal that she's yeah. getting. There's no, there's no sneakiness then. There's no like, oh, he's not the person he says he was. Yeah, but it, but it's like, yeah, that's the kind of way to use jealousy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's in, a, in a yeah, more ab- above what above uh, on board above the board sort of way, more not as not as shady sort of way. Yeah, she knows what she's signing up for. Yeah, exactly. Um, another way you can use any other ways you can use jealousy I would say like little things like um, talking about how hot other girls are or just like but if you do that make it make it a girl that doesn't look like her yeah so like if she's you know if she's got a big ass and has dark hair uh make a yeah yeah like if you you know see if you see a music video of like a pop singer with uh, yeah a skinny pop singer with blonde hair talk about how hot the pop singer is like yeah. or you don't have to like say it in passing like don't don't make a big deal of it just be like oh she's really hot and then like change the subject and go to something yeah, else yeah. and again that's those little comments like that will get stuck in the subconscious um yeah so i would say make her jealous that's kind of all we got for that yeah cool all right number three is you shall make your mission not your woman your priority this is a good one Forget all those romantic cliches of the leading man proclaiming his undying love for the woman who completes him. Despite whatever protestations to the contrary, women do not want to be the one or the center of a man's existence. 
They, in fact, want to subordinate themselves to a worthy man's life purpose to help him achieve, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, yeah, stay on your purpose, stay on your mission. Don't make the woman uh, the center of your universe. What say you? Well, uh, you know, this reminds me of, um, uh, there's a really good analogy in David Deader's book, The Way of the Superior Male. And he talks about two, two identical men, two exactly same scenarios, and a man is going to war. And on the last day, on the very last day, just before he's going to war, he kisses his wife goodbye, says goodbye, she's crying, they're both crying, and he says, okay, I'm gonna go. So the first scenario is the man walks to the end of the path, and then he waves and he goes, goes to war. He knows what he has, that's his bigger purpose, that's, that's his mission. Um, whereas the second man does the same, walks to the end of the path, turns around, sees her crying, and then comes back and doesn't go to war and makes her his purpose. Now, quite an extreme example, but the point of the, the point of the story, I guess, is the second guy has, has um, he's compromised his bigger pick, his bigger vision for himself and, mm-hmm. and, and she'll no longer respect him. Yeah, there's a certain element of that she now is the only reason he's there. So I've always thought about that, and I think that's probably the most extreme example, like going to war. But we think about it, you know, if you look at it in every everyday, you know, everyday practice, what are you doing to actually go out and go to your war, go and do your mission? And I think that's so important. That the second you start making the woman your vision, your your value. You know, it doesn't mean like completely ignore her, but you've got to know that she's drawn to your vision. That's it. Um, yeah. What was the commandment again? What was the? It was thou shall make. Let's let's see. It says, uh, thou shall make your mission not your woman your priority. Yeah, I would say that too. Like I always like I've never actually expressed this before, but one thing I'll do if I ever like feel stuck, like I'm not sure what to say, I'm not sure what to do, I'm not sure what to text. Um, I'll do, I'll like put that to the side and I'll do something that improves my life. Yeah. Like I'll okay. go for a jog or I'll go to the gym or I'll meditate or I'll read a book. I'll do something that has nothing to do with that woman whatsoever. Yeah. That is speci- specifically about like making me feel like I've done something to improve my life. And then whenever I go back to think about that woman, like, if, I don't know, it's just, it takes the pressure off for me and like it makes me it's like texting from a place of higher value anyways um yeah it's just yeah it just totally takes me out of that mental space of like what should i do to like with this woman versus okay now i'm like on a mission i'm on a purpose things as actually is like improving my life yeah always bites guys in the ass if they suddenly they 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 start overcompensating and you know I mean, it's just one of those, it's, it's just the reality of it. You know, guys don't want to hear that. And it's very refreshing to know that as well, because you don't have, don't have to worry. You just have to focus on your mission and she'll join you. She'll, she'll see your vision, but she'll be drawn to the energy that you're giving off somebody that's like on their path. Don't yeah. make her your path, basically. That's it, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, this one's, there's not a whole lot to add to this. I think no, we both pretty, like, pretty simple, yeah, we right? 100% agree with this. It's just... You know, this is going to manifest in so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, everybody's mission is a little bit different, but you have to 
really uh, go after those things that a like are part of your passion and b like are driving you forward and improving you as a man and you know even if that means spending less time with her right and like yeah. I, I think that's where a lot of guys fuck up is they like spend way too much time with their women um, and in doing I mean you can only do so much stuff with a woman right you can do a lot of stuff right like some girls are very whatever outdoorsy or whatnot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but there's a lot of other stuff that you need to do alone or you need to do with other guys um and in order to really be on your mission, you have to be able to like pull away from your woman, even if she's trying to keep you there. That's oh, yeah, that's it. As that's, well. that's that's a big part. Of women, it. yeah. Gonna, she's, like as crazy as this sounds, one of her part, one of the like polarities is for her to rock you. You know, we talk about shit tests and stuff, but on a bigger scale, like a meta shit test, is her like trying to fucking knock you off your path. Um, and you could say, well. Like is a woman just then being like evil or whatever? It's like no, it's making you stronger uh, because it's it's putting you, it's making you become more present, and that's pretty much the masculine feminine um, polarity, isn't it? It's literally the feminine, the feminine chaos, whereas the masculine is like being the controlled dominant force that is is not rocked. Well, and, and also the feminine is like comforting, whereas yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the male is like driving. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, whereas the man wants to keep moving, moving forward, there's the woman who's there to like soothe him and try to make him stay still in a way. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, how it's like very easy to get caught up in that. But you have to, like I said, you have to be able to break away from that and continue on your mission. So I, I, I think in some cultures they're a little bit better about this than others. Cultures with like more sex segregation, a little bit more red pilled, they tend to traditional, basically. Yeah, yeah, not be it's not as like, like that in England anymore. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They, you see these they guys are in like ten-year marriages. Simp. It's pretty sad. It's, it's in ten-year marriages. Yeah, that are just being like dominated by their wives. Gotcha. Like, they, yeah. they, 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 I'm just gonna have to ask my wife. I'm gonna have to ask my wife. Like, what? Yeah, you don't want to. You don't ever want to say that. Yeah. All right, next one. Well, this is a good lead into the next rule. Rule number five is don't play by her rules. Yeah. If you allow a woman to make the rules, she will resent you with a seething contempt even a rapist cannot inspire. The strongest woman and the most strident feminist want to be led by and to submit to a powerful man. Oh, this is repel. <laughs> Polarity is the core of a healthy, loving relationship. She does not want the prerogative to walk all over you with her capricious demands and mercurial moods. He's a poet, man. Her emotions are a hurricane. Her soul is a saboteur. Think of yourself as a bulwark against her temptest. When she grasps for a pillar to steady herself against the whipping winds or yearns for an authority figure to foil her worst instincts is you who has to be there the strong solid unshakable and unmovable ooh the sins oh, that's, yeah that's that's a good one uh, that's amazing yeah yeah he, he has so the story behind this blog was it was started by this guy who was anonymous and he had this really great uh, florid writing style like that um, and I think he eventually handed it over to a team of other writers who took it in a different direction. But, uh, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, is it before Rolo Tomasi wrote 
I think so. Yeah, this was like really, to hear, like, really early red that, pill yeah, stuff. Like, who comes up with that early? But it's you know, so like, some of his stuff is so extreme too. Like whenever I first read it, like I read it lo like whenever I first got into PUA stuff, and I was like, "Fuck, that shit's too extreme. I can't yeah, read that." Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, well, I didn't read it again for yeah. a few years. But in any case, so let's let's just check that again. Do not play by her rules. Um, what do you think? Do you play by your rules or no? Well, it's a bit vague, like what rules, you know. You gotta, I guess it's, it just comes down to that logic versus emotion. Um, she's going to try and put you in a logical headspace with her emotion. So, yeah, but I, I just think when you say, when rules, I think it would be just to, be, to put you in your head. You know, how I, how I interpret that, it would be like, Every time, every time, well, a woman's like try to like cage me in a way. Let, let me. I think I, I relate this in a couple of different ways, right? So, don't play by her rules. A lot of times, like, well, we live both live in Vietnam, so we're like, it's not so much her rules, but it's the rules she uh, has society inherited rules. from society, and she yeah. like clings on to. So you get these girls who are like, you know, no, I can't kiss here, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of like weird slut shaming and stuff like that. Uh, which again is much more traditional than the West, so it's, it's you know, it is what it is. Um, but you you have to be the sort of guy who's willing to try to bust those down, yeah. Uh, to be the sort of guy that she ignores the rules for. So you have to, like I said, don't play by her rules, which are really society's rules. You yeah, know, she like didn't those rules. Uh, she didn't choose those rules. But the other thing, like the the last part of this caught my eye. It says, uh, let's see or yearns for an authority figure to foil her worst instincts. Yeah. Um, I think that speaks to a lot. I mean, you have to be the man, you have to lead the, the interaction. And I think there's, we always talk about this in game, like where there's these kind of balancing acts, attraction, comfort, um, assertiveness, um, social intelligence. And in this case, it's like with women, you kind of have to be a source of fun and you have to be like the father figure sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I thought that was an interesting, interesting line. Uh, even though it's like talking about her rules, you can't, you can't, you can't buy into her like frame of like childishness, childish emotionalism. I would say like yeah. you, whenever she's like, in, I like that actually. I love it when women act like little like emotional kids, and you get to be like the strong kind of dominant father figure almost love it like I love that about like feminine Asian women too because they do that more um, yeah and it's good to see that when it when it's yeah it's good to see like feel that you're being an influence as well like it's quite nice that she feels safe as well yeah yeah you have to, you have to be a sort of like a source of protection and like almost like us improving her life in a way like because she knows you she has access to this this kind of worldly information that she wouldn't otherwise have. Like, if you're into self-development and stuff like that, you're probably teaching her, or at least influencing her a little bit in some of that. Like, you know, you're maybe, I don't know what sort of guy you are listening to this. Maybe you're the sort of guy who goes to the club every other weekend or every weekend and is like doing coke. Maybe you're sort of the guy who's like drinking fucking wheat grass and kombucha and going to bed at 8 p.m. Who knows? But hopefully when it comes to women, you're not, you're not too much of a bad well a bad influence in a certain certain ways but also like a source of 
higher spiritual learning for them, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Alright, well, we'll continue with that. Uh, so yeah, I guess, don't play by your rules. Anything else you have to say about that? Like, father figure, like, she needs the authority. Um... Don't. Yeah, as long as you keep that in mind, like as long as you as long as you know that you're doing it for the best of both of you, like you know that it isn't, it's all part of the game, sort of things. Like that that those rules are there for you to press against, and and they're a good opportunity for her to like feel that masculinity, you know, like use those as a yeah, keep you're playing a guide, a, yeah, a guide or whatever. You're you're playing a role in a relationship, yeah, like that's what it is like you can like you can be as kind of like vaguely new age about it all you want and be like oh it's this equal relationship between two partners yada 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 that, that's kind of like meaningly gibberish in a way yeah and in reality you're like you're playing a role in a relationship now if you if you have that strong role where it's pretty clear you're the masculine force she's like the, in the feminine force yeah there is that difference there's that polarity but at least it works Whenever you're both kind of like, there is no when you're this like like uh, postmodern gibberish where like genders don't exist or you know like <laughs> 52 flavors of genders something like that and you know like you're three genders and she's five different genders and you know on Tuesday uh, you're a fifth gender or something like that like it just it confuses it, it confuses the relationship and it makes it less fun for everybody yeah. quite honestly like. Um, it, it's not surprising that it's not surprising that uh, people with more traditional roles of gender stick together in relationships longer. As yeah, long as as, roles, as, yeah. as as long as both partners uphold their role, that's the important part. Because if, yeah. if you do have like the guy, like I think one of the reasons that like feminism was such a big like actually came to the forefront is because you had a lot of men who weren't living up to their role as men. Yeah. They were like turning they're rewarding to... it, weren't they? They're rewarding. They're like promoting that because there is a lot of men that join the feminist movement, don't they? Well, so even be, I mean, even for, I'm just saying like being shitty men. Like, yeah. uh, like my grandfather is a good uh, uh, example. He was like an alcoholic, right? Like a uh, like violent alcoholic. So like, of course, like no woman's gonna want to have to deal with that. No. You know, like we just we just talked about that the difference between assertiveness and aggressive. So my grandfather would like obviously have probably had like weird nice guy aggressive tendencies yeah, that combined yeah. with alcoholism as opposed to just being an assertive man and having boundaries yeah that's it um, so yeah so yeah, I guess it comes back and gets guys doesn't it that's yeah it. it does it does um, but anyways like, we kind of rambled here but let's let's go to the next one um, number five, five. Joe okay. do you do you want to read this one uh, it's, a, it's quite a mouthful adhere to the golden ratio give your woman two thirds of everything she gives you for every three calls or texts, give her two back. Three declarations of love earn two in return. Three gifts, two nights out. Give her two displays of affection and stop until she has answered with three more. When she speaks, you reply with fewer words. When she emotes, you emote less. The idea behind the golden ratio is twofold. It, is, it establishes your greater value by making her chase you. It demonstrates that you have self-restraint to avoid getting swept up in her personal dreams, refraining from reciprocating everything she does for you in equal measure, instills in her the proper attitude of belief in your higher status, in her deepest loins, it is what she truly wants. 
Okay, that's interesting. In her deepest loins. I like this. Uh, he, he's such a good writer, yeah. He's, a, he's an amazing writer. What do you think? I don't know. I totally agree with that. I think that as a man, you have to be slightly aloof and distant. And going further, like what is what is rare has value. So when you're, yeah. whenever you speak less, what you say has more value. Whenever you emote less, your emotions have more value. Um, you know, if you're a guy who's like crying every other fucking weekend about something, whenever you cry, nobody fucking cares about it. When you're a guy who's cried once in 20 years, whenever you cry, people pay attention to it. Yeah, that's that right. That makes yeah. sense. Um, and in terms of like, I told, I mean, I totally agree with this. I think, I think you should be a little bit slightly withdrawn compared to how your woman is. You shouldn't be the guy who's like clingy all over a woman with fucking affection. And I'm saying this is a guy like the whole love language thing. I'm a guy who totally loves like physical affection. Yeah, yeah. So it's very difficult for me to be like, okay, I got to back the fuck up and not be giving her too much affection. Like, because, you know, yeah. I got I to gotta let her match. I got to let her give me a little bit more. Um, yeah, this is, I think this is super important. What do you think? Okay, I, well, I think, yeah, for me, I probably need to like, <laughs> See, for me, I've had women break up with me because I um, haven't given any affection. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I have so that So when too. I read I mean, that, that, I'm like, too. yeah, okay, two-thirds. That sounds right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I, I think you've got to calibrate to that, who know who you are, because um, I've had it so many times where, where, I, where I have been too aloof. And, and yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, two, if you want to give it, like, actual, put it down to a number, two-thirds is pretty solid. What, 75%? As long as you're doing a little bit less, yeah. But um, don't do what I've done, and that's like just withdraw complete, completely. Yeah, you don't want to. Well, you still need to do something. I think that's a that's a pretty strong power move right there. If you just withdraw completely, but all right. So is that all we got for that one? Uh, adhere to the golden ratio: two thirds of everything she gives you. The thing is, if she's attractive and attracted to you in the first place you're probably not going to be in a situation with women where you get to choose whether you're going to be less emotive. If you're finding women that are just like all over you and you're doing it back, then she's probably attracted to you in a certain way. Like she's she's probably chasing you for some reason. But be careful of that. So you, you mean you have to you have to have something that she is kind of anticipating. She wants to have like more yeah. from you. Um, yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like what I said with like the value thing, like yeah. the the less you give, the more value it is. In a way, I mean, obviously you got to balance that. You don't want to just like if you if she gets frustrated and gives up, she'll just you exactly know, yeah. You got you got to have something. You don't want that to happen. Yeah, she has to like believe in the shimmer of hope. Yeah, it needs to be a light. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be a light at the end. She has to believe she can have you. You have to be. You want to be somewhat unattainable, but not totally unattainable. Yeah. Hard. Hard, yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. All right, let's let's continue here. Number six is keep her guessing. Here, I'll read this one off. It says, true to their ins- inscrutable, <laughs> what? True to their inscrutable, I don't know that fucking word. Inscrutable. Inscrutable nature. Women ask questions they don't really want directed answers to. That is true. I didn't even need to read that to know that. Woe be the man who plays it straight. His fate is the suffering of the beta. Evade, tease, obfuscate. She thrives when she has to imagine what you're, think- uh, what you're thinking about her and withers when she knows exactly how you feel. A woman may want financial and family security, 
but she does not want passion security in the same manner when she has displeased you punish swiftly but when she has done you right reward slowly <laughs> reward her good behavior intermittently and unpredictably and she will never tire of working hard to please you so basically keep her guessing treat her like a dog a little bit yeah i mean you want to be you gotta like think about it it all comes down to like sex so if you're if you're doing the same shit all the time she's gonna get bored like yeah. just see it like that just, just keep her guessing yeah, that's a good way for I mean, like, like I said before, like you almost, like I said, uh, you're both playing a role in a relationship, and you have to do things, not really for the sake of her, but for the sake of the relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, and one of those things is keeping her guessing. And I would say, I mean, this is a good, this is a good rule for the whole part of the relationship. Like even on the seduction, even on the cold approach, right? Like you don't, if some girls like ask you, oh, where are you from? What do you usually say? Do you always say, like, oh, I'm from England? Or do you tell her to guess? Do you, like, make um, up a lie? What yeah, you... I would say guess. Or I will say, like, somewhere I'm blatantly not from. Yeah, it'll I say, be, like, it'll be like Yeah, like, North like, Korea. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, really... Um, I'm very... It depends, like, how, how, how crazy I've been up to that point. Or whether I can tell that this is the type of girl that likes that. Like, you know, like, she's not going to be responding if I'm just this straight guy, right? But, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it's definitely good to leave her guessing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mix it up. and that goes kind of with the the two thirds rule, uh, the golden ratio. Like when you withdraw a little bit and you only give her that two thirds of what she's giving you, she is thinking about you more and she's kind of wondering what you're thinking. Uh, keep that in mind. Like when a girl is wondering what you what you're thinking, she's thinking about you. Is a good way to what I've always said. Like, uh, and I've even noticed this too. Like when you're doing like cold approach when you're learning game and you're it, when you talk about yourself too much it kills attraction so quickly uh yeah you want to be a puzzle girls want to be you you want it so that girls are trying to figure you out once they've figured you out unless unless you've kind of like hit them emotionally hard and she's in love with you then it's going to be very easy for her to get bored of you uh yeah, like a netflix series it, well, like you always, she wants to be pressing the next, like, we'll see what happens next. Yeah. She never wants to know, really. It's always like that. Anticipation. But that's attraction in a nutshell. It's just like anticipation. It could happen. Will it happen? I'll make it happen. You know, that's, that's when you have women really chase you. Classic, what is it, catch string theory, isn't it? For your... Catch string theory? Dangle, like, you basically dangle a Dangles. thread above a cat, and the cat will, like, swing at it. But if you get it too close or it just falls to the floor the cat will play with it and just get bored of it yeah yeah and if you you pull away too far it'll get bored as well yeah uh here what was it again yeah so always always keep her guessing yeah i think that's a good one throughout the relationship on the cold approach um don't reward, talk so reward behavior intermittently so that's important like unpredictable unpredictable rewards they like found that when they train dolphins that uh, random rewards would make the dolphins perform. But if the dolphins predicted that they were going to be rewarded for a certain trick, this is like SeaWorld or whatever, they'll eventually just stop doing that. So they had to mix mm. it up. Well, it's almost, like, it's almost like gambling, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like you, if you don't know if you'll get the reward or not, then it makes it gives you more of that dopamine spike. Yeah, yeah. Um, like all free machines have that exact algorithm. That they know that will tune into a, like a what human being will 
will tune into like dopamine exactly like you said yeah yeah like that's a hard one to implement though because i don't really yeah. keep tally in my head of like oh like I reward I don't know I know just like in terms of like keeping our guests and you were talking about like everything is like a kind of a everything is a ex- representation of sex right yeah and, and within like keeping her guessing with in sex like that's a that's a All foreplay everything's foreplay everything's foreplay but I mean you think about like the the concept of like spanking a girl right yeah the whole the the thing that makes spanking a girl hot for a girl is it's unexpected yeah. in a way if, if you're just like rhythmically like spanking her yeah like that's not gonna be very interesting for her like that's gonna get old really fucking quick but like if if you are kind of like rubbing her ass and then you pause for a second, like a swift spank. And then you rub her ass for a little bit more. And then you pause for a second. You don't spank her. You know, and then yeah, yeah and that's that's what kind of makes it fucking interesting for her. Or like you have like a tie, that's like how I was doing before. Or like... <laughs> okay, we're going to get into it now. It's like, um, it's not the actual act itself, like you said, the spanking. It's just the, he could do it. Like the preview, like I was talking about the, the touching. It's like she goes in the room and she sees on the bed, and this is it's like a plastic bag, like a paper bag with two coals cut out, and it's like put on the bag. Oh. <laughs> and it's just a crazy shit, like, oh my god. But you don't actually do it, right? You don't actually do it. But there's an element of, oh my god, this guy's crazy. What's he gonna do next? Or like the, the, the blindfold. The blindfold oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah, basically the, 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 the best thing because it just cuts off that element of she doesn't know what's gonna happen, but. You've got to judge it to the girl and you've got to know where where the lines are but um if you've done everything right up to that point if all foreplay and if you've got that right like mindset around this and she's chasing and she's hanging on everything she's doing you'll drive her crazy with this shit because essentially if you look at your relationship as something like this unfolding this unfolding artwork that she's always like oh what's gonna happen next and you always keep that kind of line t- tight taut then um, yeah you're always going to keep her guessing and then it's not going to kill the attraction but classic stuff man it's like nice I don't know I haven't really spoke I just sort of internalised a lot of these concepts and just do it naturally now but when I was learning game it was very much like okay keep her guessing and I would go out and I'd just do crazy shit and I started noticing I was getting different reactions from women so it inspired me to do it more but then you don't want to be too crazy because then you're crazy so you're not guessing she's not guessing She's just like, oh, this guy's crazy. Like, <laughs> He's yeah. the crazy man. Yeah, this is crazy man, yeah. <laughs> Say fucking random shit to girls just to, like, get reaction. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just all that contrast, like, 80-20 principle, like, be 80% normal and every now and then be fucking crazy. Yeah, we were talking about yeah. that earlier today. Okay, uh, next one, what do you got? Always keep two in the kitty. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. This is important. Okay, never, never allow yourself to be a kept man, quote-unquote. A man with options is a man without need. It builds confidence and encourages boldness with women if there, are no, there is another woman. A safety net to catch you in case you slip and break up in a breakup, a divorce, or lost pro- prospect leading to loneliness and grinding, and a grinding dry spell. A woman knows once she has slept with a man, she has abdicated a measure of her power. When she has fallen in love with him, she has surrendered nearly all of it. But love is ephemeral, and with time she may discover her power and threaten to leave you. It is her final trump card, <laughs> withdrawing all of her love and and yeah, and her her body in an instant will rend your soul if you are faced with contemplating the 
empty abyss alone, knowing there is another you can return, you can turn to in for your affection will fortify your will and satisfy your manhood. Fuck, that was long. So it was basically you need to uh, like have side pieces. You need to be spinning plates. You need to be pursuing multiple women. Is that correct? Well, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree. You don't. I don't. No, no, no. All right. So I do and I don't. Um, well, there's, a, there's definitely a there's a there's an element to this where you've got to be comfortable with being alone. You've got to be very comfortable knowing that you may not get any women. You've got to be very comfortable. And that's what abundance is. You don't want to be going around being like every girl. I've got to get it. Um, having a woman on the side, yeah, okay, but like I know for well, like I know for well that if I'm in a relationship and I get broken up, a girl breaks up with me, I'll be fine. Like I'll just go. I'll just be. I'll be all right for a couple of days. Um, I'll do my thing and it's come from going through that rather than always having to rely on something so nah I don't agree so I agree in the sense that when you're learning game you need to be spinning plates and you need to be uh, you need to not stop learning game just because it worked once or twice Um, like you can't in order to actually get good with women you can't like you can't you have to spend time with women not just a woman um so i think when you're learning game you need to be pursuing multiple leads you need to be spinning plates you need to like be sleeping with multiple women if possible um that said i totally agree that you need to also be comfortable spending time alone and i think that after a certain point you're you're real sense of abundance comes from that inner belief right like what you're just saying it's not so much that you do have multiple women it's that you know at at any time you could get other women yeah yeah. you know like if if something happens it's okay because there's plenty of other women out there you're gonna find another girl just as good as her if not better um, and that's kind of where the the real abundance comes from. Is that that inner belief? Not yeah. I would say like one thing I want to add is basically that I think this is written for guys that are in relationships or yeah. This is all like this is more like red pill relationships. Yeah, stuff. like I would a- say yeah, like you say when you're learning game, obviously you got to have a lot of options. Like you either commit to one girl or you or you just have the you have the spinning plates. Like you don't you have that ability that where you're you're you could if you want choose a lot of women. I, I that's th- the goal, right? It's I like think to get to a point where. A lot of women you can choose like you don't want to go out and just pick the first girl no like, I think that's I the mean, biggest mistake guys right they make that fucking mistake I think guys should do both but the thing is like in order to do both you have to do it in the order of first you have to be able to get a lot of girls and then yeah. you have to be able to like actually hang out with one for a extended period uh, actually be able to you know like keep one around and enjoy hanging out with her um, yeah. but in order to like be able to do that with that one girl first you need to have a lot of girls to choose from and you have to like you're not gonna be able. You're not gonna be able to find that one girl like and have that solid relationship until you've mastered first that skill of yeah. of just women in general. I would say, um, and the seduction process in general, and like spinning plates, and and also like there's you gain so when you when you date a lot of women, you become very good with women generally. Like yeah. and if, when you sleep with women, a lot of women, you become be- much better in bed. Like and it ends up like it's all it's all practice for the one i don't know if it's practice for the one i don't know about that but i think it it, you you become a sort of guy who it's almost like if if being like so you know it's anything you do a lot you you gain skill in it right so like if we played basketball all the time 
we'd be pretty fucking good basketball yeah, players. Yeah, so we're training for the big show. But, but it, since we, like, hang out with chicks or talk to chicks or kind of focus on that aspect of our lives, we end up being really good at being at, at having a relationship and being sexual in a relationship. So in a way, we're kind of, like, distinguished lovers, I yeah. would think. I would imagine. Maybe that's a slight little bit of narcissism on my part. But I would imagine that the that we stand out among the relationships that girls have. Yeah, definitely. Once you know how to fuck a girl. Like, if you don't know how to fuck a girl, guys think they can fuck. Guys think they can pick up women, they think they can fight, and they think they can fuck. Um, they can't. And, and you just get feedback from women. And you'll, you'll have... You'll, you'll start to notice that... Like, okay, let's stick on... What is it? Keep... So you always keep two in the kitty. I mean... Yeah, it's just classic. Like, as long as you're, when you're learning this, probably be like, if you're 19, just sort of don't go into well, a relationship when you're starting out. Um, but the, the thing is, it's unrealistic, I think, because it's all very well. This advice is great advice, but you've got to think about the guy that's learning this. The first girl that's kind of, he's quote unquote out of his perceived league that he's suddenly getting, that he's happy with, he's going to no- ignore all of her fucking bullshit and just get into a relationship. And well, I, well I, that's exactly the sort of guy who needs to hear this advice, though. Yeah, yeah, though. exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's the point. Okay, gotcha. All right. So don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't. Don't, don't. Leave it till you're like... I mean, I know guys. Like, I can always, like, like I said, I always can tell guys you're not going to get good at game because they do that. They'll, like, yeah, do the game, game for two months, get into a relationship. It's shit. They break up. They're back at that same level they were. They never get good. And they'll do that. If, they'll cycle through that a few times and they get frustrated and they, like... I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's keep it rolling. Next one, number eight. So good. Yeah, this is a good one. Say you're sorry only when absolutely necessary. Do not say you're sorry for every wrong thing you do. It is a posture of submission that no man should reflexively adopt, no matter how alpha he is. Apologizing increases your demand for more apologies. Still, she will come to expect your contrition like a cat expects its meal <laughs> at a set time each day. Jesus. And then your value will lower in her eyes. Instead, if you have done something wrong, you should acknowledge your guilt in a glancing way without resorting to the actual words, I'm sorry. Pull the Bill Clinton maneuver and never say mistakes were, and say mistakes were made. <laughs> or tell her you feel bad about what you did. You are granted two freebies, I'm sorry, for the life of your relationship. Use them wisely. So never say I'm sorry. What do you feel? How do you feel about that? Yeah, um... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, know, really. I, mean, I just I th- think, yeah, I get I, the premise. Like, I, th- I think it's good general advice. Like, yeah. don't, like, say I'm sorry a bunch. Like, that's really annoying in any situation. Uh, uh, I, I say apologize. I do, I've been taught a lot about like so, so basically running a pub you have to learn like where the line is and you know you've you got to create this 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 idea that in a service industry I'm not, you know I'm not talking about relationships here but in the service industry you're, you're taught basically like you have to know that you've still got to maintain that standard so you don't say sorry because then it just invites more people to get free shit from you gotcha so you have to say yeah, that this this situation happened. Keep um, you got to be very objective. So mistakes were made. I didn't make a mistake. It's not implying that I made a mistake. In general, mistakes were made. 
and use the word apologize don't use the word sorry because the word sorry will trigger that all of those times every guy has gone i'm really sorry apologize but then just keep moving on it's, it's, it all comes from the place that you're saying it as well like if you're just doing this groveling then she feels that but mm. if you want to if you want to be assertive right and you just want to draw the line and be like look i'm sorry apologies done say it once don't fucking say it again yeah and then be like look i said it okay take it or leave it i would say this is just good general life advice in a way yeah yeah uh especially like because if someone wants you to say sorry lots that means they don't don't care about the repercussions they just want you to grovel it's a different type of person you're you're going to attract those people and they're going to take advantage of you because they're going to be like you haven't said sorry enough you should still be guilty yeah they'll demand more yeah um, they get that initial sorry and it, it doesn't especially with the SJWs right yeah. like it's like somebody says something in passing the SJWs get pissed off yeah, the guy will the guy will apologize job, and the people will continue to go after them like yeah. and it's like you, you say apologize and it's almost like expressing weakness yeah. in a way and I guess like in, in the context of a relationship um, yeah you, you you shouldn't apologize all the time I, yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like how you said, like, don't say sorry. Um, rather, you should, like, say, I apologize or yeah, I feel po- bad. Yeah, the word apologize. It's just triggering, isn't it? The word yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's super good advice. Anyways, so that was number eight. I guess this is the 16 commandments of Poon. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut this podcast in half. This is going to be podcast number five, part one of this. Okay, we'll do part two in a minute. I'll really yeah. pee, so goodbye. Right. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>